days, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. All of them have delight in dread. Fantasize about fear. And glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie and go back and find a classic work with similar themes. As you know, if you've listened to us and if you're a first-time listener, welcome. We picked up a couple last week, which is always nice. Uh, We are going to include spoilers for the new film, but we're going to wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature. We'll let you know before we do so with a distinctive spoiler alert. And, uh, you know, if you don't want to hear it, just turn us off at that point. We promise you you guys won't miss a thing. We generally assume that you've all already seen the classic film for the most part, so we're always going to spoil anything that has been out for at least one year. The uh, other thing that we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies do tend to be R-rated, so you can pretty much expect us to be, too. Uh, I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co-host uh, Brian and Philip. And uh, tonight, uh, uh, once again, the fans take over the show. Our big fan, uh, Carl McCullough Jr., is joining us. Man, how's it going tonight, uh, Carl? It's going pretty well, gentlemen. How are you guys? Doing awesome. Thank you. You're not really a fan. That's not oh, a thing. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> It all started with the uh, the binge cast and then Lance from Texas, and then I moved over and you guys and the After Midnight podcast and all that stuff. So, Oh, man. Oh, man. Appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're naming all my favorites, man. I'm starting to gush as a, as a super fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, Carl, we let listeners probably would like to get to know you, man. So, you know, we talk with you a lot through facebook and whatnot but uh first time we've had you on the show we really appreciate you coming on um so tell us man what uh, what got you into horror movies specifically and like what would you say is your all-time favorite horror movie book or whatever uh so really horror movies i think they started uh you know obviously i was born in the late 80s so that was kind of the height of the uh freddie and jason era and things like that and then when i i guess kind of sort of became of age uh things like scream and and all those other ones kind of piqued my interest so um you know i think that's that's how i kind of really got into them and as far as a favorite um i think it kind of like i think kind of that that um the the classics like uh, nightmare on elm street friday the 13th uh things like uh scream and then as i got older actually um i know we were talking about uninvited guests uh as, as kind of a theme uh, the Strangers has, has kind of ranked up for me over over the years uh, through um, you know multiple multiple rewatching. So mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of fluctuates from supernatural to you know things that could actually happen and things like that. So that's cool. 
Got it. Well, anything you guys want to ask Carl before we get started? No. Carl, why did you kill your mother when she was a zombie having birth? I'm sorry. (laughs) Had to go there. All right, well, let's switch gears on that one because so, we knew that was coming. Just wondering how long it's going to take to hit that one. Three minute mark, it is. Uh, About us. Carl, what's the what's the coolest thing you've seen this week, man? Uh, I think uh, our, our our feature attraction uh, was very polarizing, but that was kind of the coolest thing that I saw this week. I did the nice. uh, the revisit, um, and the guest was. It kind of surprised me. It came out of nowhere. Um, you know, when I first saw it, and then the rewatch. Um, you know, kind of brought it all back to me, but I can still get into that later. Uh, and some of the other cool things, not necessarily watching-wise, but I did uh, get into the movie pass thing, so I'm, I'm looking very much looking forward to that. Uh, oh, yeah? And, and we've got... Um, uh, I'm actually down in Maryland, so there's the Baltimore Comic Con is coming up this weekend, so I'm looking forward to uh, to going out and, and participating in that. So, Cool. Yeah, how's the... Uh is the, you, have you started using the movie pass yet, or you kind of just ordered it? Uh, so I ordered it, I think, on Sunday. So probably by the end of the week, I should have it, and then I'll be able to start using it the the next week. So, is it still like ten bucks or whatever they had the whole controversy about? Yeah, it's still it's still going strong at ten bucks. So we'll Whoa. see how we'll see how long that lasts. So, <laughs> man, I really got to get on this thing. <laughs> yeah, well, what's your what's your cool of the week, Phil? Uh, you know what I watched this week, and uh, it's going to end up on my top movies of the year. Uh, Baby Driver, right? Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I that, checked that out this week too. That was kick ass. No like, shit. The dude totally jacked my style, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a great movie. Very musical. Great soundtrack. Um, it, it, it was kind of one long music video, kind of. You know, like it was. It was very. Uh, everything was done to the tune of the music. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like, like you remember the trailer for uh, Atomic Blonde where, you know, the bullets were hitting just right at the right time. Yeah, sure. this whole movie is like that. Oh, and uh, awesome. they, they they did a great job. It's like uh, Quentin Tarantino with uh, uh, the director of Snatch. What's his name? Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah. So, like, those two combined made a movie. Uh, and it's not really on that caliber of either one of those, but, man, it's pretty damn close. It's it's really good. Mm-hmm. If, if he had to, if Edgar Wright had to drop out of Ant-Man to give us this, I, I was, um, it was well worth it then. Yeah, I was super impressed. I, it was, it was, it started a little slow, and I was like, all right, what am I watching? What is this kid doing? <laughs> and uh, but then the whole rest of the movie was just amazing. Uh, uh, real quick before I get to that, I want to uh, send some get well wishes to uh, Santos Allen Jr., uh, past guest. Uh, oh, just yeah. get 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 well, buddy. Oh, and, uh, uh, he's having some medical issues right now, so. Oh, that sucks, man. I'll check yeah. it out. If I ever get around to looking on that and, again. <laughs> and want to send some birthday wishes to another uh, guest of our former guest, uh, Kevin Nez. Uh, happy oh birthday. yeah! <laughs> happy birthday, Big Kev! And also, happy anniversary for the show, uh, the E Society. One year anniversary for the show. Oh, nice! Wow, it's already already been a year, huh? On the on the, on the uh, sh- spinoff show, there, huh? Yeah. Wow. Which uh, bringing up Kevin leads me to my 
not so cool of the week. Witchboard two. No, <laughs> that might have been would have been better. Um, I, I've been know, using Jimmy. my I've been using my movie pass. I got I got a movie pass. I've been using it for a couple of weeks now. Um, and so I used it to go watch Wish Upon. Oh no. Yeah, this 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 might fall into my my worst of the year. This this movie was so underwhelming. Um, it might be because this movie is not made not made for my demographic. This is more for like you know teenage, you know early twenties. That was mm-hmm. the gist I got from it. Yeah, but I don't know, like like especially like the death scenes. I didn't know if I was supposed to laugh or what was going on and. <laughs> And then the the oh, ending no. was was the ending was really predictable. So, yeah, oh, no. Ke- Kevin Kevin liked it. I yeah, didn't, he did. So so that that's gonna fall into my not so cool of the week. Oh man! Uh, well, now I gotta watch this piece of shit, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm looking at the cast. Please don't tell me Ryan Philippe and Joey King had a relationship going. Oh, he he's the father. Okay. Scared me there for a minute. I thought we were going into some Victor Salva territory there, but we're not. We're not to that part of the show yet. No, you can only there. you can only play play heartthrob into your forties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo. All right. Well, uh, my cool of the week was going to be the uh, the final couple of episodes of uh, Preacher, which were really good, and uh, I like the way they tied it up, and yet they opened it totally opened it up for season three. But uh, then I saw the new episode of uh, Fear the Walking Dead today at lunch and I gotta tell you that fucking shit zombie in the toilet or in the uh, down in down in the uh, the underground with all the shit anybody seen it yet? I don't want to spoil it no but that sounds okay. kind of gross and awesome at the all same right. time yeah crawl, crawl, crawling through the sewer and coming in contact with a shit zombie I'll leave oh. it at that fucking awesome the walk, Fear Both the Walking Dead Fear the Walking Dead does this for me <laughs> for me all the time. It starts out every season for me starts out super slow, and then they've got some kind of visual spectacle that 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 pulls me in. A couple of seasons ago, it was all the zombies falling off the hotel uh, from oh, the uh, yeah. top floors of the hotel, and and this was definitely it for me this season. So I'm all in. You watch that show, Carl? I do. You know, I actually, since the new season started, I haven't been able to uh, catch up yet, but I do. I, I think I started like the, I don't know, maybe the first five minutes of uh, the first episode of this season. But uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely follows that trend where it's a very exciting season premiere and then people start making dumb decisions. And then <laughs> we, we, right. it starts winding down. And you're like, all right, well, I guess we'll do this next summer. So gotcha. So people do. Yeah. Brian, whatever happened to our stupid people segment, dude? I haven't heard you do one of those in a while. Uh, I'm, I'm working on a sounder for it, so I've been okay. kind of kind of saving oh, it. Oh, that'd so. be great. <laughs> All right. Didn't like Patrick's idea there of Frank Zappa's Dancing Fool, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was a good idea, but I, I've, been, I've been trying to work on something, so. All right. Well, cool. So uh, I guess now it's time for uh, Horror Headlines, brought to you by Brian. Take it away, man. But uh, we lost um, another person. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton passed away a few days ago. Ooh, oh wow! Yeah. So uh, fuck yeah. 
Yeah, it's just uh, seems like every week um, somebody's somebody's going. Um, also, want to say uh, uh, R.I.P. to because uh, I'm a big wrestling fan. So uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan uh, passed away a couple days ago. Also, so yeah, he was like I don't know ninety something or something, huh? Yeah, and he uh, yeah, believe he had cool. uh, throat cancer, I believe. Mm. Okay. So yeah, yeah R.I.P. to them and condolences to the family. Um, okay, uh, on to some news here. Um, I'm sure you guys heard about the the monster opening weekend it had with uh, over 123 million. Right. Yeah, a lot I'm, of horror movie ahead. records. Huh? I'm I'm constantly being called out on Facebook and reminded I'm the only person who hasn't seen this yet. Yeah, <laughs> I think you are, Lance. Uh, everybody I know has seen it. it. Out. Um, well, it set another record with a $60 million second week, um, biggest September, uh, making it the biggest September release of all time. Wow. And of all time? Yeah, it, it blew is. blew Mother way the fuck out of the water. <laughs> it is well, currently... expected. I mean, the type of movie it is. Yeah, it is yeah. currently sitting at $176 million worldwide total for, for two weeks. Not too wow. shabby. Um, what'd you think of it, Carl? Uh, you know, I really, I really did like it. I saw it um, at, an, at an early screening, maybe about, uh, I think, maybe a couple weeks before it actually came out. Uh, you know, it was really, it's actually really well done. Um, I'm not necessarily uh, frightened by clowns, but I think it was <laughs> just the over, just the overall kind of the, the presentation of it all was done really well. Right. Uh, um, and and hopefully they don't rush the. I know they're probably bringing back all the you know the the people behind the camera, obviously. But I hope they don't rush trying to like cash in on uh, part part two. So yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. Because I think it's it's probably really critical to get like the uh, the twenty seven years later characters right instead of like well who's hot right now and then we film it and then it comes out and. You know, it's not nearly as good as, uh, you know, as part one. So, mm. yeah, it's pretty, in, pretty insightful way to uh, to look at it, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad they left out some of the things that were in at least the first half of the book, especially the, the weird, uh, <clears throat> it's the weird kid stuff. Uh, I guess after they they beat uh, Pennywise the first time, so. Oh, the. This, the the orgy or whatever. Yeah, I um, <laughs> when, when I was reading about that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. That they made that that was a that was a good cut to make so yeah i, I read they left out some uh some stuff they were going to do for um what was uh, henry bowers character oh okay yeah yeah some a lot of weird perverted sexual stuff uh see i heard oh, no. they they left out some uh like an origin story for it uh with scarsgard yeah, apparently it's going to be on the Blu-ray. There's going to be an additional like 10 to 15 minutes on the Blu-ray of stuff they cut out. So Okay. Cool. Um, we got some announcements for some release dates. Uh, John Wick Chapter 3 is uh, getting released May 17th, 2019. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Hellboy reboot, uh, January 11th, 2019. <laughs> Uh, by any chance, like, did, did you guys by any chance see the the photo? Yeah, uh, yeah. David yeah. Harbor. Is that really him? What did you got? Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy with it. Yeah, I I thought it was uh well done. 
Yeah, it looks it looks good. Uh, he looks like Hellboy. Uh, the only thing right. that kind of the only thing that worries me is the January release date. So, yeah. What are you saying? Shades of uh, the Bye Bye Man, Carl, or what? Yeah, <laughs> January and August or late August are never really good good mm-hmm. times for uh, big budget movies, especially something like Hellboy, which seems as though it should be you know like a summer you know, summer release or, 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 or late spring, early summer release. But right. I guess we'll see. So yeah, yeah, split, they, split did pretty well for January. Yeah. They, they can also be yeah, going sure. to Deadpool, the Deadpool route. Deadpool cleaned yeah, up in true. February. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. all, all the rules are out now that, uh, that Deadpool hit it big. So yeah. Well, and plus, less, uh, less to compete with. And plus, uh, this upcoming February, we got black, pa- black Panther coming out. So, right. Yep. 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 Um, okay, get into a little bit of Star Wars news. Uh, probably sure everybody's heard uh, Colin Trevorrow, who was going to direct Episode Nine, is out. And they're, bringing <laughs> J- they're bringing J.J. Abrams back in. Oh boy! Oh, and What's going there's already there. there's already a petition by fans to remove J.J. Abrams. Oh, ah, uh, people bitching and be bitching, man. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think that. One, I don't think that was necessarily a J.J. Abrams problem. I think it was like a uh, a script thing. Uh, you know, a lot of people were the main complaint for episode what seven mm-hmm. is that it was kind of a repeat of episode four. Right. Uh, but it was written by uh, what was his name Lawrence Kasdan, who did like five and I think six. Uh, so I mean, he's pretty pretty old school when it comes to Star Wars. So it was kind of like, well, what's familiar? J.J. Abrams' direction was not really the problem. <laughs> I think. I think there were other things, you know, besides the actual direction, because it looked fantastic. Uh, right. Yeah. Kind of everything kind of seemed as though we had been there before. So. Yeah, but it was still good. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if for directors, I was kind of surprised they didn't either do Ron Howard, who's doing like uh, uh, the Hans, or he's, I guess, filling in uh, on right. the Han Solo movie, or at least try to at some point rope in uh, uh, Spielberg. Because I know back in, I guess it was 83, they were trying to get. Um, Spielberg to do Return of the Jedi. So, I mean, that would have been kind of a, a closing the loop on that, but, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I just, it, I don't know. Why do they keep changing all these directors on the on all the Star Wars movies? It's got me a I little mean, bit nervous. I mean, there, there's been some talk that a lot of these directors they're hiring are up-and-coming directors, and maybe they're not falling in line with what they want them to do because mm-hmm. you know a lot of these young directors you know have their own vision and stuff their own uh their own style and a, um, a lot of stuff i'm hearing is that's why um the directors from uh the han solo movie were taken out because uh that movie was a couple weeks from finishing uh filming and they just were i guess they didn't like what they were what they were doing over there so mm-hmm. yeah there's kind of a uh a- not really. I guess there's kind of a formula or a template for Star Wars, and I think at this point they've made, I guess, they sunk uh, $4 billion into to buying uh, Star Wars. So I think they kind of want to make sure that they're doing things that are going to recoup that, and, you know, it all follows that kind of, uh, that Star Wars kind of house style, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Firing directors always kind of worries me, though. It's like when you have a whole bunch of writers on a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the kiss yep. of death. Yeah, the only time, uh, the, only time, the only time that that actually worked out well was on uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. So, yeah. yes. 
Um, along with this news uh, came a change of release date for episode nine. It was supposed to be May 24th, 2019. Uh, they are going back to the original. Um, well, for me, it's uh, original because I'm used to seeing it at that time. Uh, December 20th, 2019. So I'm, I'm used to seeing uh, when Christmas time comes, I'm getting used to, you know, it's Star Wars, Christmas and Star Wars. So I think that's a smart move on their part. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. And we are going to finish with uh, probably the biggest news uh, in the in the horror community. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is returning to the new Halloween movie. Oh, that's right. We got uh, some right. feedback on that, I think, uh, too, Philip, don't we? Uh, I assume that we do. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> and, we got a lot of feedback. <laughs> And of course, this is the this is the direct sequel to Halloween Two, uh, directed by David Gordon Green and co-written by Danny McBride. Oh okay. boy, so, Danny see. McBride, huh? Yeah, I, I'm interested to see where they're going. Um, I think, I think, and I hope having Danny McBride co-write it, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be different. It's gonna be taken somewhere where none of the sequels went. And mm-hmm. it's just really interesting hearing that before uh, Danny McBride became an actor, he didn't he didn't even want to be an actor. He wanted to be a writer, and he wanted to do horror and fantasy. That's what he wanted to write. So he he knows this genre. So my hopes are high for this. Dude. Yeah, well, well, I, he's trying to make a new name for himself, and I think he's he's doing an okay job with this so far. Yeah, he said he said he's uh I guess they love. He and, and David Gordon Green, or they love the franchise. So if they, uh, you know, as long as they don't have Sherry Moon Zombie on like a white horse or <laughs> Jamie, Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis is throwing Activia at, uh, at uh, what's his name, at Mike Myers, I think we'll be good. So. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Activia. Sick and tired of this shit. Regular <laughs> shit. Every day. And with that, that is all the news we have. All right, that's the news. So, uh, Carl, you said you're from, uh, where is it, Delaware? Uh, Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Where the hell did I get Delaware from? Well, it's, it's, close, close it's close. It's close. Right, it's right next door. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, I, do you guys have trailer parks up there? Uh, I think we do. Uh, hopefully, do. we're going to one right now. All right. Well, then let's. Uh, why don't you tell us where we're going, man? I think we're taking a little trip down to the trailer park. <laughs> All right. First one we're going to talk about is Tragedy Girls, starring Brianna Hildebrand, Alexandra Ship, Josh <laughs> Hutchison, and Kevin Durant. Not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durand. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. he's doing movies. Fuck. <laughs> I, you know, when I first seen the name, I kind of glanced it, and I, that's I was like, "Oh, he's going to pop up in this movie." <laughs> okay. But uh, no, uh, directed by Tyler McIntyre. What are your guys' thoughts on Tragedy Girls? Carl, what are you thinking, man? Uh, you know, I, I saw it a little bit earlier today when you guys sent it to me, and uh, I think some of the review or some of the, I guess, quotes in the in the trailer actually gave away some of my feelings where it said it felt a lot like heathers okay uh so i mean it looks looks fun enough so we'll you know hopefully it's it doesn't you know kind of 
start out well and then kind of tank and turn into something else. But I, I think, you know, from the trailer and uh, the feel of, of Heathers and things like that, I think it could hopefully be good, especially in, in this day and age and how people, uh, you know, kind of seek fame and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Apparently it's so fetch. <laughs> it was in the trailer. I thought that was kind of cool. Stop trying to make it happen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looked okay. You know, I mean, it's uh, yeah, a teeny bopper horror movie. Uh, right. Uh, they keep yeah, by, on aging. Now, this one is about social media. Yeah, by any chance, have you guys seen the trailer for the the TV show for Heathers? No, didn't didn't uh, know there was one. It looks fucking horrible. <laughs> oh no, teenage suicide. Do try it, huh? I don't. I don't even know what they're. It's like they took. You know, we're getting off on a. You know, what we usually do. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's like they took what the original movie was and just said we're not going to do any of that. Oh no. Yeah, it, okay. I don't know. I don't even know what network is coming on. It's a lot of these shows are popping up right. on networks I never heard of. So. Probably Freeform, I would guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, tra- I, you know, I'll give it a watch when it comes out. This is not yeah. exactly all on my top of my list to check out, but it looks interesting. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say it looks like it looks like a lot of fun to me. I mean, as long as they, you know, they keep up with the with the humor, the way that it looks in the I like the part, like, for example, when they were I, I don't I, like breaking down that dead body or whatever and the guy comes in and changes the trash can and just <laughs> yeah. walks out. Um those like, chicks look super familiar. Oh um one is Yeah, the one is Storm from the last X Men movie and the other uh oh. she was in um Deadpool. She was uh oh. okay. um, a teenage, teenage Negasonic oh. Warfare. Yeah. So okay. and it's it's also to see uh Josh Hutcherson getting some work. I ain't seen him since the Hunger Games, so mm-hmm. I don't know what he's been doing. Could be could be a good reason for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a release date uh, around the corner of uh, October twentieth. Uh, all right, I'll give it a try. All right, moving on to our next one. Uh, Upcoming uh, Christmas horror comedy, Better Watch Out, starring Levi Miller, Ed Oxenbold, Olivia DeJong, Dacray Montgomery, Patrick Warburton, and Virginia Madsen. (laughs) Directed by Chris Peckover. Lance, what is your thoughts? Oh, man. No fucking interest at all. These these kids look like... No, man, these kids look like a couple of little little fucking dweebs, and you know, I mean, they're so over the top with. Okay, so, no, what are they saying? Like it's home. Oh, it's Home Alone meets The Strangers. Well, fuck, dude, take any two home invasion movies, and you could say it's this meets that or whatever. But no, man, no interest at all. <laughs> I'll watch it if it comes across Netflix. I feel the same way about this one that I did about the other one. I think I think having a movie pass it will have paid for itself. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm right there with you guys. Uh, got a release date of October six. 
Okay. Okay. On to our final trailer: uh, Jeepers Creepers Three, starring Gina Phillips, Meg Foster, and Jonathan Breck as the Creeper, directed by the actual real Creeper, Victor Salva. <laughs> uh, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. I just realized I'm gonna let you guys take this one. I did not even watch okay. this trailer, so <laughs> it yeah. popped up. On, it, it was on the trailers to Mother, and I was. A oh, little yeah. irritated by it, yeah. Like I, really? I, I was watching it and kind of had a like a look on my face, like a like a stank face. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have good memories of Meg Foster being high as a fucking kite at the uh, at the thirty one uh, thing that we went to at the Texas Frightmare. <laughs> yeah, boy, she was out of it. <laughs> uh, no, man, I think uh, Victor Sal was a piece of shit, and uh, I'm I'm not. I'm, I'm vetoing this movie. Fight the power. Well, you're not alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I think uh, it was it was weird. Like I said, I think much like like Philip, it was it was weird watching the trailer, um, kn- knowing knowing his past. Uh, <laughs> when I, I think I first saw. I guess Jeepers Creepers was in 2001. So right. it's kind of like okay, well, you know, this is the same guy. And then directed Powder, uh, and <laughs> and you know it was that was an okay movie I guess at the time, and right. you know you see Jeepers Creepers and then Jeepers Creepers Two comes out and I think that's when everyone kind of became really aware of what was going on, so you know it's kind of like this is really weird, and then you know when when uh, Jeepers Three first Jeepers Creepers Three there you go, um, you know when when they said it was getting released I was like man they're still letting this guy make movies. Um, right. And then watching the trailer again, it's just kind of that really uh, gross feeling <laughs> throughout the entire thing. <laughs> oh man, I want to I want to know where the I want to know where the hell he found Stan Shaw and where he's been hiding all this time because that dude <laughs> hasn't I swear hasn't done anything since the nineties, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, Cash you know, picks when you're a pedophile. I was kind of thinking the same thing between him and Meg. I mean, hey, Meg, we love you. It was fun meeting you, but God damn it, you're out there, lady. She doesn't remember. <laughs> no, she won't remember. <laughs> so, if anybody's even interested, at the least, uh, September 26th release date. All right. So, uh, Philip. You said we got a little bit of uh, feedback this week, right? Uh, so Marcus Wilturner says, uh, how do you horror hounds feel about Jeepers Creepers 3 controversy with director Victor Salva? Uh, the replies, Austin Wood says uh, he should burn in hell and have creepers eat his soul. <laughs> now, Austin, <laughs> come on. <buddy. laughs> that was great. <laughs> that's, that's a little rough, brother. <laughs> Uh, Mikey Trobatras <laughs> says, "Separate art from artist, just like Roman Polanski, Michael Jackson, and others. Uh, it's insanely bad what he did, but we all watched one and two without bitching about it." Oh, I think I bitched about two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cynthia Talbot says, uh, "LOL, read his bio headline on fandom here." Victor Salva is an American film director, pedophile, writer, rapist, and producer, most known for his work on the films Jeepers Creepers, Jeepers Creepers 2, and raping the 12-year-old actor from Clown House. (laughs) To which Mikey Trash replied, well, it's not wrong. (laughs) 
Our very own Brian Stitcher says, uh, I enjoy the character of the Creeper, but I don't understand how he's still making movies. Uh, I I don't. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Patrick Lear replied, probably the same way some guys are still allowed to play football. And if that was a dig at my boy Zeke, I'm upset. (laughs) (laughs) No proof. No proof. No proof. Uh, regarding the new Halloween film, uh, Lars from Denmark simply stated, Lori is back and Marcus will turn her. I'm beyond ecstatic that Jamie Lee Curtis is returning to Halloween next year. As iconic as Myers remains to be, the franchise just hasn't been the same without her. I'm freaking ready. That was kind of tame for a Lars post. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, regarding Polaroid, uh, Carl McCalla says... Uh, that's our man. What'd you say, Carl? Uh, can we please discuss this movie? This looks atrocious. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm uh, no, Carl. I'm still not. around when they were using Polaroids. So I'm not really sure why that's right. a, a thing that people get creeped out about. Like maybe if it was an abacus or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are things that I don't understand. So maybe that was uh, something that could be possessed or, you know, could uh, could uh, freak people out or something like that. But a, a Polaroid is, is kind of I think they're they're stretching now. So, yeah, that was in my previews to Mother, too. And I kind of uh, got the same sort of feeling from it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh, pretty bad. I don't know how to say this one. Bead? Bede? Yeah. Be, uh, Bead Jermaine. From Super Network uh, says, "Hey guys, I hope you all check out my review on this of the smash hit horror film It. Uh, did the film manage to live up to Stephen King, Stephen King's classic novel, or did it end up being a disappointment, uh, disappointing adaptation like the 1990 TV miniseries? Read on <laughs> out. Okay, check it out on Horror Returns group page." Uh man, I don't, I don't think the 1991 was disappointing. <laughs> oh man, we're, get, we're one thing's for sure. We're getting a lot of a lot of talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Josh Youngblood again. He says, uh, "Question, fellas, why all the hate for the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street remakes?" Ryan Stevens, uh, because we have we have to bitch about everything. <laughs> Marcus Will Turner says, uh. I believe the reason most hate on these remakes stems from the old moniker of don't fuck with the originals. Uh, Both films are such staples of iconic merit that the simple idea of anyone remaking them just garnered extreme, almost boiling hatred from the get-go. It doesn't really matter what the finished products ended being in in terms of quality. Um, He says, I personally liked the Friday remake immensely and thought the Nightmare Nightmare remake was semi-adequate. That's fair. Uh, Patrick Lear says, uh, there's a saying, don't fix what isn't broken. I'm not against them making more movies. Just don't make them reboots or remakes. If you have mm-hmm. a story you want to add to the lore, fine. Make it worthwhile. Uh, if you want to know more about the character, go back and watch the original. Stop being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Carl, that's you're wrong. Yeah, that's, he's got, I mean, there's a lot of good points there. Carl, you're our, you're our guest, man. What, where, where do you chime in on this? Uh, you know, I, I think one of the things actually I've talked to some friends and things about that before. Um, I think again, like like was mentioned in there, they are staples of the genre and things like that. But uh, one of the things that always threw me off with the remakes was they were a little too slick and clean um, versus kind of grungy and, and and grimy and kind of dirty. 
And I guess that was kind of just a, um, uh, a staple of the times, just because technology and the way that films looked and things like that. But something that kind of worked for me uh, was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, the one in 2003 with Jessica Biel. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, did, that, I did like that. Yeah, that came out when I was, I think, 16. And it was just the, the grit and grime of that house was off-putting uh, so just just the setting itself was off-putting um and then of course there was you know a guy running around with a chainsaw and things like that so i mean i think that that kind of paid homage to the original enough that it wasn't kind of this uh over glossed and over slick kind of uh presentation of hey we can do the same thing just with better technology so um you know i mean and also there were some classic kills in uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street that kind of weren't replicated uh, in, in in the updated ones, so. Yeah, I can see that. Get creative with the ways to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, there, there was no uh, uh, Kool-Aid, uh, Kool-Aid bed uh, like with Johnny Depp in, in the, uh, the remake, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's it for listener feedback today. Uh, thanks to everyone who, le- who reaches out to us. We love the feedback. As always, you can reach us at our Facebook or Podbean page. Uh, or you can email us directly at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, check out the Horror Returns Facebook group and leave a, return, uh, a review on iTunes. Please, please. All right, cool. So, uh, hey, are you guys by any chance checking out the new uh, season of American Horror Story? Yep. Uh, Brian, you you are you all caught up? Yep. Okay, what are you what are you thinking? I am honestly about ready to tap out. Oh man, okay. Uh, what what about you, Carl? Are you? No, I, you no I uh, actually started the the first season when it when it first started, and it 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 rapidly became uh, way too over the top for me. Uh, so I wound okay. up tapping out like uh, the first season. But I know I have some friends that every every season they're they're back in and they they let me know what's going on. So this one. This one's like a cult or something. Yeah, cult, and um, yeah, I guess I guess I'll be the I guess I'll be the odd man out here because uh, I'm I'm really enjoying this season so far. You know, I know we're only a couple of episodes in, but uh, man, I mean, for me, it's kind of returning back to form a little bit, and I think Evan Peters' character is so fucking creepy that uh, I, I think he's just doing a great job. I think Sarah Paulson's doing a great job. That's uh, where it loses me right there, Sarah Paulson. Really? Yeah, she, her character is annoying to me. No. Yeah, yeah I remember you telling me that. And you said you're caught up. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, uh, tell you what. Let's let's switch gears now, and we'll turn it over to our our friends at Zach Baxter and the Knights of the Drunk Watch. Uh, Brian, we could say they are watching it so that you don't have to. <laughs> It's Zach Baxter of the Knights of the Drunk Watch. I'm Zach. I'm Andrew. Crystal. Yes. And we just finished watching episode two of American Horror Story, and we're here to review or talk about what all went down. So let's raise our glasses, and let's say, Andrew. We are the Knights of the Drunk Watch, 
And, and now our talk begins. begins. Very good, everybody. That's All great. Right. All right. So episode so, two. Don't was, be afraid of the dark. Don't be afraid of the dark. There's a lot of dark scenes. A lot of dark scenes. And they gave us what we wanted for we that part. We were afraid, part. so we yeah. failed. Take it away, Kate. All right. So the first one, we get introduced to the neighbors. So these new people have moved into the Chang's house like two days after they got murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see them moving a lot of blue barrels into their house. Yep. We also find out that they're beekeepers. They also happen to be witnesses on a newsreel that we see of Kai getting uh, like running for mayor or whatever. Uh-huh. He gets beat up. Yeah, he, no, they well, yeah. witnessed the attack. They witnessed the attack. And, yeah. Yes, but, but the, I mean, they were witnesses on yeah. the newsreel, um, and then they're the neighbors, so, but they're they're very strange, they're very open. One's gay. All, yeah, he's gay. He's gay. One's a cancer survivor. friend because right. they're 35 and single. Yes. Yeah. Which is, she can't stand to be touched. Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner. Skin cancer. Because she had skin cancer, so she doesn't like to be touched. So I I think, for me, the strangest thing was they said, we watched the news and saw the house and pounced on it. Yeah. Yeah. That That is a strange... Like, they don't tell you, oh, this murder happened at 1601... Blueberry Street. No, they don't. Yeah, they had to like look at the, look for the like there, there was some investigating on. I feel like there was some investigating on their part well, to find yes that house. And no, I mean in terms of the grand scheme of like, oh, these people saw it on the news. They went find that house. We can get it for cheap. But the thing is, is they're part of the cult. Yes, they knew yeah. that. Well, we're was. we're assuming they're part of the cult. Yes, well, they may. Have- he, I mean, if we're going off of like, because we've seen a lot of stuff about hive minds, and he's a beekeeper, and he talks about how like the hive is this perfect thing, and they all commit a hundred percent, and they never question, they never yes. worry about themselves. Yeah. It so it's a perfect community, which is crazy town, but also if they if they were part of the cult, they may have committed the murder. Which means they've been to the house already. Already. Right. Yes. They, they, they could be part of the clown team. Also, it's a hob that the clowns could be in her house because they're right across the street now. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and they're also, like, oddly, like, they seem oddly affiliated because they're kind of like, oh, lesbians will raise it up and you're obvi-. Like, they're not very good at being... Even though they're so open, they're very oddly blunt and rude and they have a bunch of guns. Yes. And, but they're liberals? Like, they align Why themselves? Are they, but they were worried that Obama was going to take their guns yeah, they were, away. You know, I don't think we they, really they, they could see a fine they, line they, between... I, I mean, I think they just feel like they they believed Obama was coming for guns and started hoarding guns, yet they, like, love lesbians are good for the neighborhood and want to use handy. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think they just... The, the, quite, quite frankly, they're probably, like, most of America... It's like people like guns and they like gays. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. one or the other. That is possible. Yeah. <laughs> you like gays with guns? That's a thing. Gays with guns? Does that scare you a little? We bit? have gays with guns in this house. Hey, oh. I bet I got more guns than you. <laughs> yeah, you do. You have like way more. Uh, so sure. next, anyway, next um, nugget. So next is uh, kind of Allie's descent, essentially, okay. because yeah. She, they're there, they're in the house, and they get an alarm call. So, for some reason, Ivy's like, oh, I'll go. And then the son's like, no, don't. And so then other mom is like, no, I'll go. It's fine. I don't like scary things, but I'll go to the murder restaurant. Whatever. That's cool. That and sure sense. enough, there was a murder there. 
Um, and so she decides to fortify the house. So she puts bars on all the windows and the doors. She gets a gun from the neighbor. Yeah. They bring the shrink around, and he's like, all right, that's not yeah. great, but I, don't agree, I can't yeah. tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is kind of us seeing her descent into, like, the complete horrorphobia. Yeah. I find the, 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 the path, though, interesting because... I mean, unless going back and rewatching it later, is there a manipulation there? She's like, "Oh, the alarm went off. I'll go." She, could she have predicted that alarm? she would say, "I'll let me go." You never get to see our child. You can put him to bed. I'll go. Could she have predicted that? You know, so, or was it just uh, fortuitous? Wouldn't that mean that Ivy was part of the cult? Have we all agreed that Ivy's part I mean, of the cult? I mean, we kind of... I mean, if I'm Ivy's part of the cult, and this Ivy's is... Ivy's gaslighting her. I'm 50-50 on her right now. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Y'all keep using that word. What the fuck does gaslighting mean? By the way, off camera, well, or in your microphone, because this is a podcast, is Mark, who wasn't here tonight, but he showed up, and he's here now. So it's essentially like just doing little subtle things to set people off. Mm-hmm. Like, and they don't really know that it's happening. It's mind screwing. It's, no, it's yes, convincing them that something's happening that really isn't happening. Okay. To make them go crazy. Right. The point is to, and then and then, and then I feel like the other part is to. Cast them off as oh you're just you're just thinking you're just you're crazy yeah, yeah. you're yeah. You're, you're, you're just you're seeing, seeing things, things. yeah Imagining but what it is is you've been things. creating things for them to see yeah. and making it look like it never happened yeah yeah so I think I and, and I I feel like the reason I said it because I feel like it's working for Allie she's starting to rationalize well the election happened so the world's gone to hell yeah so I guess it's no wonder that there's clowns everywhere or that there's you know these bad things are happening yeah so it's not me I'm acting rational because there are yeah. bad things happening yeah the fact that she managed you know, and- someone is murdered so yeah. she's she's Justifying in her Justifying, phobias, yeah. Which is, which is not great. No. But I not. think it's what the cult, if they are gaslighting her, is that what you want yes, that's what they to want. do. Yeah. Because oh, she's getting desensitized to all these different things. Um, and we also get that interaction between her and Kai of he comes to the door, which it started out and like seemed kind of seemed to make benign. sense between everything. Or even yeah. if it wasn't benign, it made sense. But then his his like Spiral down into all of the classic "Let me into your house." Yeah, yeah. all like the "I have candy, yeah. little girl." Or like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> can I use your phone? Clearly, I'm injured. My car broke down. It's hot outside. Can I get a drink? Like he used all, all of the them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I mean, well, he, but the thing is, he was obviously saying them on purpose. Yeah, he was like, yes. It wasn't like he was, he wasn't getting in. He knew that. But it also kind of, and this is goes to our next one of winter. Of why is she still there? Why are they still let? When yeah, they so being like you let I her next door, know. you let her next door again. You let her with the neighbors. You let her let alone. Him. Do you? Yeah. Okay. This is <laughs> me thinking ours. as a maybe. This is why I don't have a, a partner. Uh, <laughs> do you think Winter possibly is thinking if there's another woman in the house, maybe more there'll be some possible relationship tension that may. I don't know. Come to the surface. Help with the gaslighting. Oh, that, or just as a relationship, like wait, you know, wait. like. Well, either that, or well, uh, if I- Ivy is part of the cult already, and Winter is part of the cult already, it then could they're be together. they're playing, they're double teaming. Right. Allie There's the that point. aspect of it. Yeah. I think Allie. I mean, I think Ivy is 
part of the cult. I'm not we sold know, on it. We know. We. I think so. I'm not sold on it. Like I said, I'm fifty fifty. Well, she yeah. keeps saying. She keeps telling her wife, "Are you insane? Something wrong with you? You're crazy." Like, hello. Your wife is not mentally stable. You know this. You know she's yeah. taking medication. You, you don't tell somebody on medication. Right. Why are you acting why so crazy, crazy, Kate? Yeah. Are you insane? No. Are you seeing? Th- you, yeah. Yes. So uh, that's why I think she's just. Uh, 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 she's the worst. Ivy's the worst wife, I think, in the history of wives. I'm not gonna say that. I think Skylar on episode two. Skylar on Breaking Bad, I think, was number one. Ivy's number two. Yeah, she's not very supportive. And I don't know. Why would she let her go to the restaurant? You know, your wife is super fragile. Period. You know she's super fragile. What's she doing? Why would you let your super fragile wife... For the podcast, there's a cat in the frame now. Now there is. The nice, pretty little black fluffy cat. Why would you let your your triggered wife go to a... Go to a... Yeah. Check security. That doesn't make any sense. I'm like 75, 25. I just... I don't but, know what's um, going on. <laughs> We're laughing because a hatchet was just thrown at someone's crotch on TV. Well, oh, not real. Crotch. Wooden anyway, crotch. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, so, and then we also have the weird, like, winter. She's just so... She's definitely manipulating. And yes, I, guess I agree. I kind of want to talk about why are we... Why... And we talked about this a little bit. Why are we uh, targeting Allison... Because, I mean, if Kai is manipulating Winter to manipulate the well, house... but is Kai manipulating Winter, or is she part of his cult? cult? I mean, yeah. well, I mean, but if he if she's part of his cult, he's manipulating her. If well, it's his cult, true. then yes. Right. But, like, I guess, you know, whoever is doing the I mean, leading, but, why are we... Unless it's, I guess, because Ivy is in it and she wants her wife to be in it, too? Either I, that I think or, so. like... Because Allie is vulnerable right now, and when you're vulnerable, you're more susceptible to certain things. No, it's more than that. Like I told Andrew before, I do believe this. If those clowns wanted to kill Allie, yeah. they would have done it at the grocery oh, store. Oh, absolutely. They are not trying to kill her. They're trying to scare her, because she even said, how do they know all my phobias? They have holes. They have all these things. They yeah. know. It's like they know <laughs> they what I'm scared of. So that's proof that they're just either trying to... I think they're trying to desensitize her. I think maybe Kai convinced Ivy that he can cure her of this fear by just over oversaturating her with her and proving that she can survive. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that so makes see, sense. This is, this is the thing that I'm beginning to think, you know... Or it could the, be the, the doctor saying... The more that we talk her, about, like, being part of the cult, trying to make her part of the cult, blah, 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 makes... The more I think... To me, to think about the more I think of the Stepford Wives... Uh huh. And so maybe it's kind of like a Stepford Wives thing. It's like you have members of the cult, like Kai or Ivy or Billy Eichner, mm-hmm. and then you take their partner and you like you know don't make them into a robot, but you like so they're programming Allie to not to be a member of the cult, but to be Ivy's. I, ideal to be an enabler, right? You're not going to report us. You're not going to turn us in. But but she's but she's going to be ideal, right? You know, she's going to be her but ideal. But not an active participant in what right. they do. Okay, so, I can um, see that. So 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 this whole thing is to is scaring the crap out of her to yeah. program her to behave in a certain way, and that you know maybe that this cult is spread out all through this Michigan town, and they're trying to like make. 
slowly take over the town, yeah. getting rid of the undesirables and populating the town with their with bees cult. With bees, be cult. Okay, so the last thing is, and the last kind of scene or the exciting part of the show you got two is minutes. after I know after the after the uh, lady time in the bathtub was winter. Yes, yeah, the, the alarm goes off, the lights go out, and we have well, she her, scary time. She dropped her bean down there. Is what happened. Yeah. Was, is that what that was? She was looking for her bean, yeah. her magic bean. She found magic time. beans. Um, but yeah, so the lights go out. Billy Eichner shows up and he's like, oh, it's across 11 states. It's, it's terrorism. Oh, oh, this Stay is so scary. Out. the window. That was window. so weird. Yeah. And then Winter's like, peace out. I got my clay ceramics at home. I don't want to lose those. And she leaves. They and then figurines. Whatever. And, yeah, and then uh-huh. all of the windows are still unlocked and the doors are and unlocked. And the doors were unlocked because she went out locking everything. But the thing is, is all that is behind bars. So, yes. Still, uh, you need to lock your window when you yes. have burglar bars in front yes. of you? Yes. Shelby does. <laughs> yeah. Who's Shelby? You know who Shelby is. <laughs> but, um, and then, like, the alarm doesn't oh work, God, the wires the are cut. Ever. Yeah. Um, and then Scary Clown shows up. Yeah. And then more Scary Clowns. And she, yeah. And, and then, at the very end, we forget, full circle. She shoots Pedro, bringing the box of supplies. Yeah, because oh, yeah. Ivy had sent Ivy had sent Pedro to the house for some reason, which I don't well, understand because why. Ivy's excuse was that she has to be at the there. restaurant, get the generator up, so they don't lose a whole another meat locker. Right, like they did last night. They, they lost a meat locker to being a murder scene the week so before. She re- yeah. yeah, or whenever right, the murder who was. Got murdered there. Oh, uh, someone some, that we met Yeah, uh, and uh, and. So she reorders everything and takes a second mortgage on the Does house to do it, she Does said. She? Yes. Well, maybe That's it was just she a said. phrase, yeah. but yeah. She's, yeah, she spent a lot of money yeah. to get all new meats, and if it, they Supposedly. can't get the cooler running, you lose it. Supposedly. We don't yeah. know. Well, I don't I don't understand if, if, she's part of, if she is part of the cult, why would the cult make her buy a whole new meat locker? <laughs> That seems pretty. That seems pretty shitty for a cult. It was well, part of her initiation. Well, but maybe that maybe maybe, maybe maybe is a phrase. Oh, I had to take a second mortgage because yeah. really the cult has plenty of money. Oh, okay. Because also, cool. what they want to get rid of is people Evidence. like Pedro. Oh, yeah. and Pedro. Yeah. Pedro works yeah. at the restaurant. That's true. So okay. Well, that's our time. So, oh, it, oh. Last remarks. Andrew? Well, I was just saying. So they, they, you know, they can't just be at the restaurant with the lights shining bright and pretending over the phone because there are people at the restaurant who aren't part of the cult. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's true. So I guess, I think just a big question now is who is part of the cult and what is the cult doing? So basically yeah. the entire point of the show so. is what's still going on. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I like sure. it. We're having fun. Yeah. Allie's not part of the cult. Any no, cult. No, no. Zero. No. Not a member. A cult of not time. yet, yep. anyways. Oh, God. All right, so the, we are the Zach Baxter channel. We, you're on the Zach Baxter. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm Zach Baxter. We are Zach Baxter. We are the Knights of the Drunk Watch. And let's you are our- on. So make sure to go if you like this content. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Go to our pay- our our YouTube. My God, go to our YouTube page and subscribe to our channel. Uh, leave a comment in the sections below for the horror returns. If you're listening to this on their podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment in our section. Uh, go to our Patreon. Give us a dollar. Make this content continue as long as we can. 
That's all I gotta say. Let's all raise right. our glass. So we are the Knights of the Drunk Watch. And now, now our talk has ended. Good night, everybody. See you Good next night. Tuesday. All right, that was our uh, that was our weekly update, uh, guys. We appreciate uh, you submitting that so we can play it on the show every week and uh, keeping Brian up up to speed so he can safely tap out. <laughs> All right, so now it is uh, it's time for our featured attractions, and uh, this week, uninvited guest, uh, not you, Carl. You were, you were invited. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uninv- uninvited guest takes center stage. How did he we- get here? <laughs> we're we're going to discuss the uh, the new film Mother as well as Adam Wingard's The Guest. And uh, there's a little trivia with Adam Wingard specifically dealing with The Horror Returns, guys. Um, he is now officially our most covered director. Oh. Uh, as he is also known for You're Next, which we've covered. Blair Witch, uh, which we have covered in Death Note, which we uh, covered a few weeks back. So, congrats, Adam Wingard, man. I'll send you a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Witch, I respect uh, the dude. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know he's 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 starting to uh, he's starting to become a name, and it was written by Simon Barrett, and Barrett has worked with Wingard on every single film except for whatever reason uh, Death Note. Maybe maybe he knew something. <laughs> but um, get into a couple of trivia items here. Um, according to director Wingard, the original rough cut of the guest was over 20 minutes longer than the final theatrical cut. I could see that. Yeah, that definitely makes sense because there's some things they didn't cover. For sure. Yeah, for sure. A- after the version was screened to a test audience, it was cut down. Um, and after another test screening, the audience was confused at the sudden arrival of major... Richard Carver and his team at the Peterson home, which is why some scenes with Carver at KPG headquarters were added in the final cut of the film. Uh, okay. still think it was missing some stuff. Don't you guys? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam, Adam Wingard made a point of deliberately casting a left field choice as David, uh, English. Of course, now he's a household name. Uh, but at the time he was pretty much unknown. Dan Stevens. And, uh, I think the only thing people knew him from at that time was Downton Abbey. Um, so anyway, uh, you are our guest, Carl. So, uh, if you'd like, man, you get the opportunity to, uh, to go first and chime in here. Sure. Please don't murder us. <laughs> no, I, uh, the, the guest, uh, was, I think I, I first saw it last year and then obviously did the revisit for, uh, for tonight. And I think at the time I, I really, actually, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's again, obviously it starts out and, it, and I think Adam Wingard normally does this, especially in your next where it kind of, um, subverts whatever tropes or whatever thing you think it's going to be. Um, you know, where, you know, the guy, he, he comes in and it's like, Hey, he's the, the replacement brother and he helps people with their problems and things like that. And then right, right around that halfway mark, it takes that turn and it switches over to, Oh, this guy is, is really crazy. Um, right. But, but I think, um, and especially in your next, but in this as well, like I said, it flips a lot of those things on its head. And then, um, uh, and then we're kind of off to the races with, with murder. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah so like you, you enjoyed it, Carl. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And especially watching it the second time, 
uh, you know, picked up on a, on a few things that I hadn't really picked up on before. So and this also, was, and also I love the dad uh, Leland Orser because he's always that nervous guy in every movie that he's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that <laughs> like his uh, his porn stash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This was the uh, the first time I've seen this movie, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it definitely had some things that were missing, uh, like why is he the way that he is, and what happened to him to make him like this? Because uh, I mean, you know, halfway through the movie, he just was like, "All right, I think I'm just gonna start killing people." And <laughs> but aside from that, I mean, I, I still think it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it held my attention all the way through, and uh, and I really enjoyed it. I think there was there were some parts that were a little hokey, and uh, mm-hmm. and they had some plot holes in there. But uh, all in all, I'd say a good movie, definitely worth watching. I, I know you guys had talked about it uh, a long time ago when we first talked about Adam Adam Wingard, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I'm glad I finally got to watch it. What do you think, Brian? Um, I love this movie. Um, I, I don't like it as much as your next, but as far as Adam Wingard yeah. movies, this is up there. I thought Dan Stevens played this role great because, you know, right. even though he comes off, you know, charming and polite, you still get that kind of cold. Like, you you know, there's something wrong with this guy. And like, yeah. one of the scenes that I, I don't even know why it was just OK, but when he was talking with the with the son about getting bullied and he had gave him that knife and i believe the line was um if they if they take the knife from you and beat you up you go to their houses and you burn their families yeah with them inside and and sure everything was just oh okay makes sense (laughs) and then at the end he was like you did good kid yeah stab me in the gut (laughs) um i also uh, a sick and twisted world perspective (laughs) i also like um i don't know if i'm gonna say or First name, um, Micah, Micah, Micah Monroe, oh, the, the, yeah, lead, okay. the lead actress. Yeah, yeah, the um, from, really, it, from It Follows. Yeah, I really enjoy her. I'm, I don't know where her career is going because she had did this and It Follows. And then I believe mm-hmm. her last few movies was like The Fifth Wave and The New Independence Day. Oh, boy. So oh yeah. I, I, I really would like her to stay away from those, I guess, bigger budget movies and do stuff like this. Uh, I thought she was really good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I really like, I like the music throughout this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I thought it just, it, it, it kind of fit, you know, it kind of felt like it was a throwback the, uh, with the music and, and the it action. Really did. And, the, and the haunted, the haunted house at the end, I thought that was uh that was real throwback too. Oh, the, the, the most biggest budget high school yeah, haunted house at their airport. I know, right? That was straight out of God streamer. damn, that's a hell that of a haunted house. stream or something, wasn't it, Carl? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah they, in they this put little a, fucking country town in the middle of nowhere. They put a lot of work into that haunted house. There was all kinds of special effects and... But, um, yeah, I, I really I really had a lot of fun and... Um, I, think, I think this movie gets a little better with a, a rewatch. Um, I do... There is stuff missing. It's just kind of like, especially this whole like when he flips on everybody and he's got to he's got to protect the he's his mission. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is what is your mission? You know, what do you, what? what do you what, yeah. what do you protect? What are the the project? What is the project? You know, it's just never really was explained. I, with the ending, I always hope that there be a sequel. But um, apparently, this movie was a bomb, and the the 
theaters, so I don't necessarily know if we'll ever get that sequel. But overall, I, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and they did what... Uh, like you start out in the movie not really knowing what's going on and they sort of give you little clues along the way and piece it together sure uh, I, I like that that was kind of cool yeah it was it was a good it was a good build up and then like probably going into the third act i think they it felt a little bit rushed and i think those are probably some of the yeah. scenes that we were talking about that they took out um but hey philip you're our you're our resident uh uh veteran here um, how, how realistic, to be honest with us, man, you're not, you're not in anymore. So you can tell us the secrets now. How realistic <laughs> is this man? Of what really goes on? This, oh, I, I mean, you know, it, veterans don't just come out and start killing people. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine he probably would have got his ass whooped in the bar by those four teenagers. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this dude is obviously some sort of Jason Bourne special forces motherfucker. They just don't explain any of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, I was thinking about that, and I, I feel like had they uh, had they put those scenes in where they explained what he was doing there and, and why he was doing it, uh, it probably would have been too long, and we'd have been, we'd have been bitching about that. Oh, could be. Yeah, I could. I could see that. It, it's a. It's a pretty well paced. Like I said, it's a really well paced movie. Right until I think, like I said, the part where um, Lance Reddick's character shows up, and it just kind of. I don't know. From there, it sort of se- seems to be moving too fast. And then they get to the haunted house, which I, like I said, I really liked that. You guys said it was super unrealistic, but I thought it was a lot of fun. It was um, fun, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all all in all, I think it was. Uh, it's probably one of Wingard's best two or three movies, in in my opinion. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Do his. Uh, so, are we all in agreement that Your Next is his best? So, do, do his movies kind of go down as as they go along? Like Your Next is best uh, is is the best one, The Guest, and then uh, Blair Witch, and then Death. I, I still haven't seen Death Note, so I don't know mm-hmm. how it compares to Blair Witch. But I wasn't too too uh, enthusiastic about Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I wasn't yeah, super enthusiastic about Death Note watch. either, but <laughs> it was okay. It was it was alright. Yeah, it was okay. They were both kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that. Uh, you guys excited for his uh, jump to a big budget movie, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong? Mm, I don't know, man. What do you think, we'll Carl? It's um, I don't know. It's a little shaky. I think Godzilla was there was a a, a lot fewer moments of Godzilla than I think anyone would have liked. Uh, (laughs) And uh, King King Kong or Kong Skull Island, I guess. Uh, It it was fun. Uh, But I think there's a lot of, literally a lot of growing that King Kong has to do. uh, Yeah. Because Godzilla's a a skyscraper tall. Um, And, um, but I mean, like if he does the same thing he did with like your next and the guests where he kind of flips the, um, you know, you're kind of, I'm expecting this to happen. And he just kind of goes with, I guess, kind of goes with his gut. Uh, it could, it right. could definitely, it could be good. I mean, they're, they're obviously they're classic, uh, they're classic monsters that aren't in rubber suits anymore. So they obviously look very realistic. And, you know, I mean, even the fight scenes in, in actually in both of them were, were really good. It just took a long time to get there, especially in, uh, in Godzilla. So, and hopefully, um, I guess Quicksilver won't be back. So, 
Right. Well, and <laughs> in Marvel, in comic comic book movies, you never know. I mean, never say never. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, I want to ask you guys a question about about Wingard because we've reviewed a lot of his movies, but they've been you know typically newer ones. Um, have you guys seen any of his really old kind of like experimental stuff, like Homesick or Pop Skull or any of that stuff? No, no I remember I you talking about Pop Skull though. Yeah, we need to. We probably should cover one or we. I know uh, not to Wingard out here, but we probably should cover you know one or two of those for the show, or at least somebody watch a couple of them because I know that Pop Skull is like a fucking about a basically a trip that a pillhead is having. And I know that uh, oh, I had another movie. That's right that I heard about that I've never seen called Auto Erotic, which is who knows what the fuck that's all about. <laughs> follow four. That sounds inter- interesting. Follow four interconnected Chicago couples as they explore the boundaries of self pleasure and sexual exploration. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> okay, yeah, we got to check out some of these other movies. But ha- have you guys ever heard of someone making such weird shit? And now getting to do fucking Godzilla versus King Kong, right? Definitely just seems not. weird. <laughs> yeah. He came out. He definitely came out of nowhere. Around, I guess, whatever year next came out, and then, I, and I guess, have you guys seen any of his stuff that he did for like uh, the VHS movies or uh, ABCs of Death or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, seen all okay. those. Okay, so I, I assume that those were good then. Um, I, I assume I couldn't tell you who directed what because there's so oh, many, yeah. especially in the fucking ABCs of Death. You know, you've got all these mm. different little mini movies. I, I know the Saska sisters did one that was like literally a fucking minute and a half long. You know, so right. I, I don't know. Um, you guys, Brian, you specifically remember? You're kind of our yeah, historian. Yeah, when it comes to those movies, I don't necessarily know who did what, especially the ABCs of Horror because there's such. Right short little straight to the point you know stories and they just kind of move you know i, I don't know mm-hmm. apparently his segment was called q is for quack i don't know if that oh no up. the one with the duck that they killed or whatever they blew up a duck or something like that that was more of like a comedy thing okay well i think that's the one I, listeners let me know if i'm wrong on that one q is for quack <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys ready for scores? Yeah, Carl. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'd give it a. I'd probably give it a six. Okay, cool. Not bad. Uh, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half, man. I really, uh, I really enjoyed all it. Right. I, uh, aside from you know the few the few plot holes and 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 that kind of thing, um, I really like Dan Stevens. I, I thought it was. I wasn't bored at all during this movie. Yeah, kind of a breakout breakout role for him. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to give it a seven and a half. I thought it was a lot nice. of fun. Uh, Love the music in it. Um, Dan Stevens and uh, shit, I forgot how to pronounce it. Uh, Mike Micah Mil- Micah Monroe, Make Micah Monroe? Sure. Micah the blonde chick. Yes, yeah. I I think <laughs> she could be a star. You know, choosing the right roles. I thought she was really good in this. Um, right. And like I said, I like I love the action, and um, yeah, seven and a half. Cool. Um, yeah, man, I'm with I'm with Carl. I'll go six. I really uh, no, you know what? I'll go six and a half. This is probably my favorite Wingard uh, short of your next, and I think I gave it about a six and a half. So uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it a lot more than than not. Probably my second favorite of, of his that I've seen. 
So uh, I guess, yeah, basically it sounds like we all agree that it's worth checking out the guest. Yeah, yeah most definitely. All right, you guys ready for the uh, for the big polarizing uh, <laughs> love it or hate it? Uh, this one's going to be fun. Yeah? Yeah. All right, I hope so, man. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to the new uh, film Mother. Uh, director and writer was Darren Aronofsky. He's also known for The Black Swan and The Fountain. Uh, the film was originally titled Day Six. The film received both boos as well as a standing ovation <laughs> during its premiere at the Venice Film Festival. Uh, this movie received an F on Cinema Score, the worst possible score, which is <laughs> very rare, <laughs> according to the trivia here. Um, and according to writer-director Darren Aronofsky, his inspirations for the film... A uh, little homework for us here. You guys are interested. Uh, included Luis uh, Buñuel's movie, The Exterminating Angel, from 1962, and uh, Susan Griffin's oh. yeah, and Susan Griffin's 1978 book, Women and Nature. And I read about the exter- Exterminating Angel. It looks really interesting. Have you seen it, or any of you guys seen it? No, I've never heard of it. No, I think I think I've heard of it. Does, uh, we'll get to it later. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty pretty interesting, man. I'm, I'm going to seek it out now, actually, based on the the description. So, uh, uh, Carl, you <laughs> you ready, man? I, I hope, I hope it so. It sucks I, to go I, first I, on this I, one. I, I just finished it a couple hours ago, so I, I hope I'm ready for it. Awesome. Perfect. Oh, hell, you haven't even had time to digest it yet. <laughs> a, a little bit. I mean, I, oh, I, I read some of these. Bad pun, bad pun. <laughs> oh yeah, good point. <laughs> I read some of the feedback, and, and uh, you know, it kind of uh, it helped me, um, you know, get other get other people's perspectives on it. So I think we're uh, it'll, it'll be a fun conversation. I think. Cool. All right. Well, uh, what, we, we, what, what we'll, yeah, what we're gonna try to do we uh, was uh, I, I, you know you listen to the show, man. We'll save the spoilers for after the the alert, but like in general terms, what what'd you think, man? Yeah, and we'll probably have to go pretty quick here uh, without getting into spoilers because I think spoilers are going to be the big part of this one. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I was going to start off by saying. I think All most right. of my most of my my thoughts are probably going to be in the the spoiler section. But uh, you know, as a as a movie itself, I I, I really. I liked it, but I think I need to see it a couple of more times to pick up on everything. I think right. Darren Aronofsky mm-hmm. sometimes goes really uh, some and this hopefully is not it's in super spoiler. But sometimes uh, his films are really heavy on symbolism uh, versus sure. story. Like when he when he started with like uh, uh, Reckon for a Dream and Pie and things like that. I mean, there was some symbolism in it, but it was a lot heavy a lot heavier on on story and then when he did like black swan it was more um symbolism and a little bit of story and then of course this one uh from the boos and the cheers and the f cinema score i think he, he's leaning more towards towards that other end now but uh overall oh, I think yeah. the movie, it's shot is exceptionally well there's a lot of close-ups which kind of freaked me out at the beginning yeah uh, had to get really used to and uh jennifer lawrence is actually very distracting <laughs> so <laughs> and yeah. also and also michelle pfeiffer is, is still looking good at, at uh, right at she is so that's what i said i was Cat, like damn she still got it she's got to be like 60 right <laughs> yeah. all right yeah kid don't don't disagree too much with anything you said uh philip what do you think 
Um, I, I, I still am not entirely sure what I what I think about this one. I think okay. Um, I got something totally different from it than uh, what it's actually supposed to be about. Uh, and okay. I kind right. of wish that I knew what it had was supposed to be about before I watched it. This is right. one I think that you guys can go ahead and listen to the spoilers on this one, um, unless you just want to go in with a clean slate and uh, and 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 figure out your own metaphor uh, about this movie. Uh, but if not, I, I think I think it helps you along a little bit because the first three quarters of the movie, I had no idea what the fuck was going on, not a goddamn clue. Like mm-hmm. they they sit you in the middle of this island and they're like, eh, figure it out. You know, and uh, th- nothing really happens. I-, I mean, there's build up, there's character development. I think all the actors did amazing, uh, but nothing really happens until the end. And then it goes batshit fucking crazy. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense at all. Right. <laughs> because it's uh, it's all about, uh, you know, the metaphors and, and, and what he's trying to symbolize here. Um, and I think knowing what he's trying to symbolize makes a whole hell of a lot more sense throughout the whole rest of the movie. And uh, I, I still I still feel like I wish I had known that going in. Mm-hmm. But I really liked it. I I, I think I enjoyed it. I'm going to have to watch it again. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I don't um, think the actors know what to think about it. <laughs> um... When I went into watching this, uh, I had a lot of fears that it was going to be another movie that we had previously reviewed. It was going to be right. follow along those lines. Sure. And I'm happy to say it didn't. Um, it was a little slow until... Rosemary's uh, Baby? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, it did pick up. And then when it picked up, like you said, Philip, it, it just fucking went crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I did pick up what the movie was about. I don't know if it was early on in a movie or not, but um, overall, I I think I liked it too. Um, and I kind of I kind of applaud Darren uh, Aronofsky for making a movie how he wanted to make it. You know, right? And, um, which is what I thought the whole goddamn thing was about. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> Carl, I I do agree with you. Uh, there was a lot of close ups of people's faces, like super close ups. Uh, yeah, it was really yeah, but you caught yeah, you, you but you caught all those little reactions, right? Yeah, like with um, with, uh, with with Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, she did great with the little facial expressions where you could tell, like yeah. as soon as somebody said something, and she just do this little eye twitch, and you could mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. yeah and, and, and I'm not the biggest Jennifer Lawrence fan. I'm more of a fan of hers when she she does stuff like this or. Um, David o- works with David O. Russell and those movies. You know, I'm not a fan of her when she does these big, bigger budget movies. Right. And I thought she was, you know, I thought she was really good in this. And um, it was shot very well. And um, yeah, it's it really like, <laughs> I think we should just go ahead and just get the spoilers. But um, overall, I liked it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I um, when I when I went into this movie, guys, I well, oh, look, you guys already know I was looking forward to it. I mean, I think I gave that away a couple of weeks ago that this was like, yeah. you know, pro- probably the movie I was most looking forward to. So, I mean, those are usually the ones that really, really disappoint me because I'm you know, my expectations are set so fucking high that there's absolutely, you know, no, no way on God's green earth that <laughs> no pun intended that uh, 
that 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 a movie is going to uh, to live up to to that. How much I was looking forward to it. Um, I, I I like most of our Aronofsky's movies. I did not actually care for Noah that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, Black Swan was one of those that, like, on the second and third viewing, I liked it a lot better than on the first. And I think mm-hmm. it was way overhyped for me because so many people were telling me how great it was. Um, I, I actually ha- I'm probably the only person who hasn't seen Requiem for a Dream, but that will be corrected at some point. I thought Pi was really good. Um, so I like Aronofsky a lot. Um, but yeah, like I said, I walked into this, I had no idea anything. I didn't know what it was supposed to be about. I didn't know what any of the plot twists were going to be. I, I was kind of thinking like in the first act, I thought it was going to be a haunt. Did you guys get the feeling it was going to be maybe a haunted house movie? Uh, yeah. From the, tra- from the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even during the movie while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, yeah, there I, was a, a few things that I, I don't think I can say until spoilers, but like it was I was like, is she, is she dead? I don't understand what's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Spo- <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm thinking more about like the uh, man. I'm trying. There, there was just so much going on in this movie for me. It was so visceral. Um, I like the way they would walk on the floor and the floors would creak. And, um, you know, the way that, uh, that, uh, everything looked kind of tarnished and, and older and everything. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I'm very morbid. So of course I kind of assumed that certain things were going on that, you know, maybe were, maybe weren't, but it's kind of the way I interpreted it. I'm yeah, you guys are right. We can't say too much without spoilers here. Can we? Right. Yeah. I want to know what you guys thought about it. Like from, after watching it without knowing what it was about i'm i'm gonna uh, all right i'm gonna i'm gonna say this uh before we move on to scores and then we can spoil but uh i will definitely say that it was the best performance of all four leading actors that i've seen probably in their careers except for possibly ed harris just because he's got such body of work yeah but uh michelle pfeiffer was fucking brilliant right and terrifying, yeah, she was absolutely terrifying to me. So, um, without giving too much away, you know, I'm <laughs> this is this going to be a pretty, pretty big, pretty big moment here for the horror returns because you guys all know how I typically score and how tough I am on movies. So, um, you know, you, you guys ready to move on to scores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl. All right. Well. Uh... <laughs> Uh, that's a, ter- that's a terrible Rick impression. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's okay. I get them. I get them. Still I get funny. Them at least, I get them at least twice a day, so it's okay. Uh, um, <laughs> wow. I, I think um, I think watching it the first time and ne- definitely needing to watch it again and probably multiple times and do you know search Reddit and do all these other things. Um, you know, it, it'll help um, um, up my score. But like I said, the the film itself, beautifully shot, well written. I think there was a little, um, just because I saw it today and was and was thinking about it in the movie. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence's uh, her dialogue somewhat consisted of, uh, "Excuse me, um, and that's not yours, but I get it. Uh, this is my house, exactly." It's, but. Um, <laughs> And, and maybe that's because Darren Aronofsky apparently only wrote it in like five days or something. So maybe he didn't have time to actually flush out a dialogue. But um, no, I, I, I think I would give it a seven uh, just off of initial initial watch. And mm. then picking up on the symbolism and, and some of the other things, I did a little bit of reading afterwards. 
and we'll get into it with the, the spoiler section. Um, I, I think it's it's a very strong movie that's probably going to grow over time. I think the the, the reaction from people is because uh, it wasn't um, uh, it wasn't spelled out as as much as people normally get in movies, and that kind of was right. like what the hell's going on and and all those other things. But overall, I'd, I'd give it a seven on 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 a first watch, and it'll probably uh, nice. only go up on uh, on subsequent watches. So cool. Not too, not too uh, shabby, man. Yeah, I, I like. Okay, so when I first left the movie, um, I was, I was at least happy that they had some sort of ending, instead of just leaving it completely wide the fuck open, which is what I was afraid that they were going to do, and I was going to give it like a fucking one if that happened. <laughs> I was totally expecting that to happen, actually. Yeah. I was like, "There's this movie's going to end in the middle of a conversation or something where they just don't wrap anything up. Uh, but they didn't do that, so uh, I, I got to give them credit for that. Um, when I first left the movie theater, I, I, I probably would have said six because I wasn't sure. And since then, since I've realized what it was about uh, and done some reading and, uh, and thought about the movie some more, it's, it's, it's gone up to an eight. Um, wow holy and i think it it may very well i mean i'm gonna have to watch it again it's definitely one that i want to watch again and uh i I think the score is really gonna only go up from there Mm -hmm. um i think i'm also gonna give it an eight um i seen this movie last thursday so i had a lot of time to think about this movie um i also did some research um just to help me process what I seen. Cause you know, you know, there was a definitely a lot of what the fuck moments in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, had a conversation with my wife about it. And, uh, and the more time I had to sit and think about it, uh, my, my score grew. So, um, it might possibly go up with further viewings, but right now I'm, nice. I'm at an eight. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Brian about the conversation with your wife because I actually uh, AJ went with me to see this movie. You know she normally doesn't watch horror movies at all, <laughs> as you guys well yeah. know. Um, and she's walked out of more than one. And man, there were a few <laughs> scenes in here where I was really tense whether she was going to be able to handle what was getting thrown up on the screen. But she hung in there, oh, and uh, yeah, we had we went we went and had lunch after we saw the movie, and we sat down and talked for about an hour and a half about it. Um, guys, this, this, this is it for me. I mean, I did really did not expect this to happen on our, you know, what a year and a, we're not even a year and a half into the horror returns here. And here we are. This is my favorite movie since clockwork orange. Oh, wow. It's a fucking masterpiece guys. It's a hell of a talking piece. You know, you know what? There's so many movies. Well, there's not a whole lot, but there's at least a movie every five years or so that I'll, I'll give a nine or a 9.5 to jaws, the exorcist, the matrix, uh, children of men. These are all fantastic movies that I consider very close to being perfect. Um, you guys know the only 10 I've ever given is clockwork orange and mother gets a 10. This is it. Wow. This is a fucking beautiful masterpiece work of art. So much here. So much here. Not too shabby. I, uh, on that note, <laughs> what, what else can we spoilers. say, right? This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned.
This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. I think it's spoiler time. Yeah. Yeah, I um when when I when I left this this movie, guys, I just um had so many things going through my head and absolutely not what well, I did kind of get with the with the Gleason brothers there. I kind of got the Cain and Abel thing, but I didn't know this was all based on the Bible. Mm-hmm. While I was yeah, watching it. Yeah, it's like what I brought up earlier. You know, I really just even they even released a poster that led you to believe this was going to be a on the lines of Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. right? And I'm really glad they they did something different from, from yeah. that. Sure, but um, that's probably where I picked up where the movie was going was uh, when the Gleason brothers showed up, and then it it I thought back to the scene with uh, Ed Harris in the bathroom. And he uh, had the scar. Yes. On, he had the scar on his back, right, right. right by mm-hmm. where his ribs were. And then the next day, his wife shows up, and so I was yeah. like, "Okay, I know where this movie's going now." Cool. So I read about that, that but it didn't click at all while I was watching the movie. Nah, me either. I'm not. But you know what? I'm more of a secular humanist. I'm. I am a Christian. I mean, I I have certain Christian beliefs and whatnot. But uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, that might be strong to say that I'm actually a Christian. I mean, I don't go to church or anything like that. I used to. I have read the Bible cover to cover, but that was decades ago. But um, man, this just hit all the right notes for me. It was just so. I mean, I just felt every fucking moment of this movie. I felt it like I was in it, like it was happening. And I didn't know what it was, and I thought it first. I thought it was a horror, uh, a haunted house movie. Then I thought it was a home invasion movie. Then I, I'm very morbid, so I assumed that this was the afterlife and that they were that they were dead. And I'm still not convinced that that might not be one way to interpret it. You know, I mean, there's so many different things to take away. When we were done watching that, my wife turned to me and said, "Now you know how I feel," and that meant a lot to me to hear her say that too because. You know, I got a lot of those kind of feelings. It's not just a religious doctrine here. I mean, it perfectly spells out the whole story of the Bible if you go back and look at it beat for beat. But there's a lot going on here. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, when I first watched it, I thought um, I thought it was more of an artist thing. Like he was he was the poet, and um, he he created this work of art that was that was his labor of love. And uh, was, you know, taking everything that he could from uh, from his wife. And, you know, the the publisher or whatever she was came along and, um, you know, they want more and more and more from him. And uh, they want him to basically sell out and, and stop yeah. being such a poet. You know, but and yeah. he, and so he dance, loves the dance adoration. For dance for us. Dance right. for us. Exactly. And so he, he loves the adoration and he, he split between these two worlds, you know, with 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 his wife who uh, who who needs him there and uh, and and his fans who he wants to please also. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. you know, we, it, everybody's had that person in their life at some point who, sure. you know, you give and give and give and give and it's never enough. And you give everything that you can, and uh, and and they're still not happy until they take it all. And uh, I, I think that that's where it hit a chord uh, with a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. Even though that's not really what the movie was even about, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I guess it kind of was, but I just I it, the the Bible thing didn't even cross my mind. Nah, me until me I either. looked it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same here. Carl, and then I look. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I looked it up and I was no, no, go ahead. I, I I looked it up and then I was like, okay, well that makes sense. I kind of wish that I had known this going in, and I feel like the first three quarter of the movie, three quarters of the movie where I was totally lost, would have made a little more sense to me. Right, but I kind of enjoyed being lost. I kind of enjoyed going on the journey here. Yeah, they just took it a little too long. I mean, it was like nah, I mean they I don't they, think so. they throw you out into the abyss and just kind of let right. you float there for a while. Carl, what are you thinking, man? Uh, you know, I, I thought it was a, a bumpy ride. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but after, after like I said, after, uh, I think when, when you, you mentioned earlier that it was originally titled Day Six, and as we as we started talking about the movie, I actually looked up, um, you know, what, what happened on creation with Day Six and things like that. And that was where, you know, God creates all the creatures that live on dry land. He creates man and things like that. It's um, man. So, so, so maybe it's like a, you know, like a, a Garden of Eden thing, and then obviously he's bringing in Cain and Abel and Adam and Eve, I guess. Um, right. And so, you know, once you start, I guess once you start piecing it together, it is kind of, I don't know if it's like a, uh, and, and obviously all of the people that visit uh, the Garden of Eden, I don't know, I guess obviously with the symbolism of the, the baby and what happens to the baby later, um, you know, if, if it's, taking if it's a condemnation of organized religion it, it's just something again that needs to um you know where it's like hey isn't this, and again like you guys were saying isn't this enough and it was no i need more and there has to be more and more and more it's like why can't we just have uh take it take it for what it is and, and progress from there uh but i think you know even even just looking it up while we were talking about it it puts a lot of things uh into context and, and again probably seeing it again for me we would definitely would definitely bump it up and and I think um, you know some I guess either sometimes people aren't willing to look into something further and and, and you know maybe that's why uh, it got the reaction that it did but looking at it overall after after watching the movie and, and talking with you guys and kind of the different interpretations and things like that I'm liking it I'm liking it more and more. So. Yeah, there's a Vanity Fair article that explains everything. Right. But basically, uh, Jennifer Lawrence is Mother Earth, and um, Javier Bardem is God. Okay. And they're married, and uh, he, 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 when he creates man, they take everything from Mother mm-hmm. Earth, you know, but he's still uh, focused on his creation instead yeah, of. Right. Because you got that, you, I'm sorry. Uh, you got that scene where where chaos is just happening, and they're just oh, tearing apart that. the house. And, mm-hmm, um, yeah. You know the the house the house is the planet. That's how I took it. Right. right. Yeah. Now she and they are just taking and destroying the planet. And you know um, another thing I did not even realize because I kind of hung around to to see the 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 end credits. I didn't realize through the whole movie no one had a name. Yeah, yeah, it didn't click to me either. But I, I'm I'm bad with names, so I don't ever remember them anyway. Yeah, it's just <laughs> right. it, it's another it, it's another thing. If you didn't really know, if you didn't really fully understand, I think just you know looking at the cast list and and what they was casted as, mm-hmm. it's just like um, uh, you brought up the publisher played by uh, Kristen Wiig. Um, she uh, <laughs> her her name was Harold. You know, right? Harold. I thought that was really, really smart that they made her the publisher of his of his work. You know, the Harold was the one that spread the word, and right, right, right. I thought I thought that was really, really smart how they did that. And so, 
And the reason that they threw Kristen Wiig in as that character, um, Darren Aronofsky gave a little interview and he said uh, he because he, it was supposed to be kind of this fever dream and it was, you know, this mm-hmm. craziness. And he wanted you to have that that moment where somebody shows up that's familiar. Um, Kristen right. Wiig, who's this, you know, comedic actress. And you're like, oh, you know, that's comfortable. I know her. And, uh, and, and, and so they just stick her into this dream. So it's like you're having some kind of crazy fucking dream, which is pretty much what this movie is. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then they definitely threw that, that comfortability out of the window when she started executing people. So. Yeah. Well, and that's that why was I was true. like, that's why I thought, you know, she was, you know, corporate America. And she's like, ah, well, we're going to take control of everything and destroy all of your artwork, you know? Sure. But <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was I was wrong. I was wrong on so many things about this movie. And that's what I loved about it as it, you know, as it developed, there was uh Man, it was just – I've heard it described as a roller coaster ride, and I guess that's a good way to put it. But yeah. that first scene, you finally got after the, the quote-unquote flood there when they, when they break the uh, – they finally, they finally break the uh, counter that she's been worrying about the whole time and the water comes right. everywhere. And then you finally get a little bit of peace, and that happens for a little while, and then here they come back again, you know? Right. And uh, man, it was just absolute chaos, and I just felt like I was right there the whole time. And just, I don't know. I told I told AJ that I, I it was the scariest movie to me that I've seen in years, as far as just terror. I mean, it just had me on edge. And uh, she said, "Well, it wasn't really scary." She said, "I thought it was more about just talking about what really happens, what what life is really like, what's really going on." And I'm, I'm like, "Wow, there's so many different." ways to look at this thing you know yeah plus if you've ever had somebody squatting in your house before oh, this, will, this will ring a bell <laughs> you did it <laughs> no i got that one totally <laughs> uh, yeah we've all been there no yeah, yeah, definitely unsettling uh versus scary but even unsettling can sometimes be scarier than something trying to be scary so sure yeah, did you did you guys get a little bit of a like a Virgin Mary vibe going on too? Oh, absolutely. With, yeah, yeah absolutely. with the instantaneous pregnancy that happened. Sure. Right, right. Oh yeah, and she just knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's 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 all in there for sure, man. And life imitates art, and maybe the Bible is art, maybe it's truth, maybe it's gospel. Who knows? But uh, man, the, the layers of this thing. I'm ready to go back and see it again. I mean. I think this. Is I kind of like, too. Yeah, I think you could probably see it a good half dozen times and get a different movie every time. Yeah, yeah. I see yeah. that. I mean, just just a scene with with the chaos in the house at the end. You know, there there's obviously what he wrote was it, people interpreted different. Everybody, it meant something different to everybody. Sure, and it was just each room had something different going on, and. It was it was crazy. I, I can see where where it, you know there was there was some to me there was some scary parts because I I could see people behaving this way and oh easily it's very it could you know it could be very jarring and scary and you know yeah things yeah. things can get out can get out of hand real fast can't they when you bring humans into the equation mm-hmm. real fucking fast just um unbelievable I was a little worried there for just a minute that it was going to go the rosemary. Rosemary's baby route mm-hmm. and they had the altar set up there and everything with the candles. 
Yeah. But it did. <laughs> it <laughs> no, <sure> fucking didn't. <laughs> it definitely did not. <laughs> I was just, I was so worried that it was going to end like without wrapping anything up. And, yes. and a- as abstract as this movie was, I think it wrapped it up into a nice, neat little package. And I loved the ending. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I did too. And there's uh, apparently a, 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 in, in the Buddhist religion, um, it says that uh, the world has been, you know, cr- created and started over an infinite amount of times. And so it's just this infinite loop. Sure. Yeah, that's, so, that's what I was going to ask. With, this goes. with the new uh, the new mother created at the end, you know, was it is, is this just a test for humanity? And all those people were kind of the the test subjects of are we, you know, um, kind of good enough to be sustained were, on Earth? Were they? Something like that, but. Yeah, that's a good question, man. Mother Earth, the second time. Man, yeah, well, it's and it kind of ended the way the uh, the Dark Tower books end, you know. Mm-hmm. Which, if you've read the the series of books, you know you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you've seen the movie, I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, I mean it was. Uh, it, I, I'm with you, Philip. It, it was wrapped up perfectly. Like I said, absolute masterpiece. Probably one of the one of the two best films I've I've seen in my life. And uh, I think I'm only going to appreciate it more and more as the years go by. Nice. Yeah, I think I think you guys convinced me. I'm, I'm bumping it up to an eight. So, uh-huh. wow, holy nice. shit! Yeah, <laughs> All I, right. I think I think just just talking about the different layers and things like that just definitely you know put it more in perspective for me. And 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 I think on subsequent rewatches again, uh, those things will hit me probably earlier on in the movie. Well, obviously now that we've discussed them, but it'll put it more into context and. It won't right. kind of this, like this, uh, like we were talking about before, this fever dream of like, what the hell is going on and having, yeah, kind of, where you're you know, totally like lost the whole goddamn time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, th- I think that's that's where the people that didn't like the movie, I think maybe that's what happened. Carl, you said uh, after you watched the movie, you kind of like did some homework on it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think people did that. And no, I don't just, think they did either. And people still just, don't know what the hell's going on because it, it kind of baffles me that it got a. A cinema score of what was an F? It was an F, F. yeah. Because a lot, a lot of people I've talked to that watch this movie, majority like this movie. Mm-hmm. And well, in our circle of friends, a majority like this movie. Uh, uh, yeah, true. You know, but we're like horror movie fans. I mean, it's not like the fucking Nightmare on Elm Street is not a goddamn cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> it's <laughs> you know it's I mean? pretty damn good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just. The, I think it's just probably the trailers. You know, I think people the impression it was going to be something that it wasn't more scary than either unsettling yeah. or something you actually had to think sure. about. And then coming out, it was like I was expecting X, Y, and Z, and they gave me something different. Yeah, uh, yeah. but the last- I think if they had advertised it as uh, a religious or something that discusses religion, I don't know how many people would have gone in with the thought That's of. True. Yeah, I'm looking to dissect a religious movie. Yeah, because the the last trailer I seen was actually they played it right before it, and it was basically yeah. telling you to after the movie go buy your tickets because this is going to be the sickest, most disturbing movie of the year. Yes, right. I think so, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, because it's reality. Because we're killing Mother Earth. Mm. Speaking of which, you know, okay. I mean, what do you guys what do you guys think about all these hurricanes and this uh, earthquake in Mexico City today? And I mean, is this coincidence? Does this happen all the time, or are we 
on the verge of getting stabbed with a piece of glass from Mother Earth right now. I hope they fucking stop because I just bought a house on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's a lot Uh to think about, guys. It's uh, it's a lot to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, listen. uh, As always, we want to thank you guys for uh, listening to another episode of the Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback, and as Philip has proven time and again, we will read it on the air. No matter how long yep. it takes, uh, but please, yeah, do do reach out, and we've got one week left for you guys to get your uh, iTunes reviews in for a T-shirt. I've got about eight T-shirts being printed uh, Friday, so can certainly throw a few more on there if you guys get back with us. Hopefully, this, we do apologize for getting it out late this week, but hopefully, this will be up by Wednesday for you guys to hear. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Podbean. Just search for the Horror Returns. Uh, next week, <laughs> boy, we're gonna take a <laughs> we're gonna take a different uh, approach. Um, it's time for some spy fi fun as we review uh, Kingsman: The Golden Circle, as well as the James Bond classic Goldfinger. And just for fun, Philip, what else? I like gold. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, man. Where else but a horror podcast can you hear us talk about? Austin Powers Gold Member. So, uh, Carl, thanks for joining us, my friend. We really appreciate it. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. This is great. And, uh, Brian, until the horror returns again. Good night.